Welcome to Scale with Virtual Assistants, where we explore how to get support from virtual assistants so that you can grow your business and have a life. Today, I'm joined by Lisa Stelling, who's a member experience manager of Connected women, um, which is a fun community for women in their midlife. Um, And I'm excited to learn more about this community, Lisa. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Carmen. Um, So Lisa, Connected Women, um, I know we've had a little, you know, some chats before about what it is, but do you want to share with everyone, you know, the, the premise behind this amazing business? Yeah, so Connected Women, um, as you say, it's a community for women in their midlife and it provides a really safe and inclusive space for women to make friendships and beautiful connections um, in a really easy and organic way. So this is done through an online platform um, as well as face-to-face and virtual events. Um, So when women um, become members, they sign up, they create a profile um, on our online community, um, which they can use to connect with women in their local area and also based on their hobbies and interests and then RSVP to a huge range of events. Um, So that ranges from small, intimate um, gatherings such as coffee catch-ups or lunches, dinners, movies, um, those sorts of things. Um, And then to maybe more larger scale events. So we've got um, Christmas parties coming up, of course. Um, We had a Spanish fiesta in Melbourne uh, the other week. Um, We had a huge Age Out Loud um, comedy show. Um, So they're the larger scale events and then some more bespoke experiences as well. So coming up this weekend in Sydney, we have um, a makeup workshop or um, there's a ceramics course or French lessons. So basically, whatever our members want to do and want to have fun doing with the other ladies in the community, uh, we make sure there's something for everyone. So cool. And I remember when we spoke uh, initially about you know you guys getting a virtual assistant you you shared with me that in uh, in just in a number of a couple of years you guys had expanded so rapidly like it sounds like you know people are really um, enjoying what you guys offer yeah that's it so connected women was actually only founded in Perth last year um, so we're coming up to one and a half and Since then, we've launched in Sydney and the surrounding region this time last year and then Melbourne earlier this year. So um, we're in the three sort of locations at the moment and we're continuing to roll out in other main cities and regional areas um, over the course of 2024 and will be available across all of Australia very soon. So it's been, there's been quick growth, um, but we've seen so many uh, yeah, so many women jump on board and, um, yeah, just have a great time really being members and going to events together and forming these beautiful friendships. That's so cool. I just love your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you cast your mind back, you know, months ago when we had the first chat about you getting a virtual assistant, where was the business then? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned, we're in Perth, Sydney and Melbourne and the surrounding regions. Um, And for each of those locations, we have one community manager in each of the states. Um, 
So they're responsible for supporting the community of women to get the events up and running, to moderate the platform, um, and they were also um, supporting inquiries that were coming in from non-members. So their workload has grown hugely um, in tandem with the amazing growth that we've mm. um, witnessed in the Connected Women communities. Um, So as we've grown, there's been so many tasks and processes that we've put in place. Um, And as it's really important to us that we give our members a genuine experience of connection and support, because that's what we're all about, um, many of these processes couldn't be automated. So I guess it was in this effort to manage the growing workload of the community managers um, as the communities grew while still providing our members and those that were inquiring about becoming members with that authentic um, support that we started exploring what having a virtual assistant would look like. So, um, yeah, since that, those initial discussions with global teams, we've now had Carol on board who um, is in the Philippines for just under two months um, and it's made a huge difference to connected yeah. women. And I really relate to what you're saying because I think we share a lot of the same values. Like we're all about um, support and um you know, helping the virtual assistants and helping the, um, the the clients as well. And so um, the word we use internally is love. Mm. <laughs> so we've got like our love team. And, um, and so, you know, I often am loving the clients, but I've got virtual assistants backing me up, doing a lot of the tasks in the background, which means that I get to spend more time um, chatting to more people and loving them. So, you know, by getting that support for, you know, your frontline team that are based in Australia, um, it can really increase their um, their efficiency as well and, and the ability to be able to support more more and more people. Absolutely, absolutely. And when um, having Carol brought on board, it really allowed us to reprioritise and see where the chips fell and then um, the community managers could, um, you know, give away some of the inquiries that were coming in from prospective members and really focus on the communities and getting the events and, and supporting the members. So it's been a really lovely and organic division of tasks. And so you've spoken in broad strokes about what Carol does, but can you give me some specific examples? And the background to this is a lot of people who are thinking about getting a virtual assistant are like, yeah, but how does it work for, you know, what can they do? So what does Carol do for you? Yeah, for sure. So um, as I mentioned before, um, as well as supporting all of the 600 plus members in each of their communities, so we've got around 2,000 members in total. So um, yeah, roughly 600 in each um, of the three communities. So our community managers were not only supporting all of the members, but also um, answering all of the inquiries and questions um, that were coming in from people who might be interested in joining. Um, And as we became more renowned, this task really grew legs um, and became something that was very difficult to do in tandem with their other tasks. Um, So that's when we realised that we needed a designated role um, for those inquiries and questions coming through. So initially when we brought Carol on board, um, it was to answer these inquiries that were coming through predominantly from Facebook and email. So 
that was um, sort of the key role um, that we handed over first and, and Carol jumps on every morning and throughout the day to make sure that those inquiries were um, getting answered really quickly um, so that, yeah, people could hear about the community and decide if it's something that they would be interested and it's a good fit for them. Um, Carol's only been with us with a really short time and her role has already far exceeded this scope. So um, she has now also taken on a whole range of other tasks that support our community managers. So this ranges from doing data entry. Um, she's a whiz on Canva. So she's designing posts for our online community. Um, she finds content that's relevant and interesting um, to the women and shares those on our platforms as, as well as just engaging um, with members. So yeah, it has been only a relatively short time that we've had Carol as part of the team, but her contribution is very much felt and the um, the role keeps on growing and evolving as well. Yeah. And I love this because in, in small businesses, especially small businesses that are growing, um, when we're scoping a role, I think it's really important to future-proof it because, you know, the needs that you might have in three months, sometimes you can't foresee them. And yeah. so it's about working out, like, what fundamental skill set? How do we want this person to think so that they can support you with what you know your needs are now and, you know, into the future as well? So Definitely. Um, and we're pivoting as a startup. We pivot constantly. So it means that our roles pivot as well, and that's the same um, for Carol. So it's, um, yeah, it's lovely to see how it's evolved in such a short time. And I'm sure even in a couple of months' um, time to come, it will change even more. Yeah. And um, I know Carol's only been working with you for two months, but how has having Carol on your team impacted your business? Um, bringing Carol on board has really reduced the workload of our community managers in particular. So um, while they were feeling stretched before, they're now able to um, reprioritise and really focus on supporting the members in the community, moderating the platforms, um, posting engaging content and organising the awesome events and experience that, experiences that really are the bread and butter of what we do. Yeah. Um, and Carol now, um, yeah, as I said, deals with all of the inquiries that come through from those that are not yet members and has also picked up a lot of those other tasks that just ease the load and make the jobs of our community managers much easier. So it sounds like um, if we look at it on the high level, there's two two different areas. Um, one is that Carol takes the load off the community managers, which means that they got more time and energy to make being a member even more awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and she gets back to people who are thinking of becoming a member with information so that they can, you know, decide if it's right for them. That's right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very much yeah. two-pronged. And uh, while we, we while we initially really only saw her taking on one of those, um, it's just naturally evolved and she's taken on little bits and pieces as well, which is wonderful for her as well to get a full breadth of, um, uh, yeah, a full view of what um, Connected Women is all about. She gets to see from the member experience and that obviously flows into her communications with non-members um, as well. So um, it's lovely to have her across both of those. Yeah. And 
I I met with you and Carol um, just the other day in one of our regular check-ins to, you know, sort of celebrate where you're at and see if there's opportunities to support you guys more. Um, And Carol was just glowing. Like she really loves working with you guys. She's feeling supported. um, And you guys have got a really good communication framework going on. So do you want to share with everyone how you and Carol communicate and, you know, how Carol communicates with the rest of the team? Yeah, so true to the name and purpose of our organisation, connection is obviously really important. Um, So even though for the most part, um, Carol works very independently on her tasks, um, we do have check-in calls every morning and that Mm -hmm. takes place with a different member of the team, Um, really so that not only she can ask any questions that might come up, but also so she can connect with each member of the team. As I said, connection is super important and it's something that we really prioritise and understand that importance of. Um, So that's every morning she'll have a check-in call um, and we also have a WhatsApp chat that's set up between myself and the three community managers and Carol so that she is connected through during the day as well. She can ask any questions that crop up. Um, And, yeah, just keep those communication lines open where all um, our team is spread across Perth, Melbourne um, and Sydney and now the Philippines, so working remotely um, and that importance of having open communication lines and connection, um, yeah, we're well-versed. So, um, Carol. Well, you're definitely walking the the walk, not just talking the talk because, you know, you guys have been working together for two years uh, two months and you know when I saw you guys the other day I'm like you guys are connected like you know you were both smiling and you know um, feeling the vibe with each other which is great mm. um, and so Lisa what have you learned about yourself um, in the journey of w- working with Carol? Mm, good question um, I think something that I've learned would be that one of my initial hesitations about bringing a virtual assistant on board turned out out not to be an issue at all. Um, And that was simply wondering how it might work when our communities are very locally based. Um, They're in Australia. Many of the inquiries that Carol receives are from non-members with very local um, based questions. So maybe asking if we have face-to-face events in their area. And I guess I wondered, um, as Carol is based in the Philippines and doesn't have that local knowledge, um, how that would go and if those sorts of queries could be quite difficult for her to answer. Um, But in reality, this really hasn't turned out to be an issue at all. Um, Carol has, we've put um, things in place to sort of support Carol with understanding where, where we're located um, she's she's become very familiar with suburb names and even postcodes. Um, and if she has any questions, as we yeah, as I mentioned before, we've got those open communication lines. Um, she probably knows more about Australian areas than I do. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm based you know in Wollongong, so even Sydney is a challenge for me, let alone Perth. Um, and then Melbourne, it's a whole other kettle of fish. So. Um, yeah, that's something that Carol has taken on really quickly and it hasn't it hasn't been an issue at all. Yeah, I love that. And I know you you and Carol are working really well together um, and, and with the rest of the team. What do you think your secret to success is in, you know, getting a virtual assistant to work really well? Mm, 
I think the biggest um, secret to success would be um, how important culture fit is. Mm. And in our experience, we were really lucky to have global teams to do that groundwork for us in that regard, um, understanding our business, understanding our team and finding candidates who would be a good fit um, and who were also driven by our purpose to provide a community of women who are keen to connect with one another and have a good time. So um, being a startup, we've really um, grasp the opportunity to build our team based on a strong culture and personality fit, which has really resulted in such a wonderful team of women working together to support women. Yeah. Um, and Carol has been such a perfect fit all round. And as you mentioned before, um, on the phone call, seeing Carol smile, I think I can really tell that she's energised by the work that she does and the purpose behind the work that we all do. So that has been, I think that is really, really important. And um, we've definitely got that with Carol. Yeah. And because uh, I remember when we scoped the role, like the role was largely around like responding to messages and inquiries. And so you could go, oh, that's customer service or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but but we went further to go, like I think you, like the words you used was probably like warm and kind and, you know, you had these descriptive words so we could get a feel for the person because there's people who do customer service um, where, where, you know, that's not a key element. They might be mm-hmm. like super efficient and, you know, whatever. They, they might have other qualities. Um, so it's like, you know, you can't just go, oh, yeah, I'll get a customer service person. Um, you know, th- there was more to it that, that, that we were looking at. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. the the warm, friendly, approachable, um, that was was, um, of top priority to us and we've definitely found that in Carol. Um, So culture fit and then just to touch again on communication, I think think that that is super important to have those um, communication lines open and to have those things in place. Um, as I mentioned, we're all working remotely, so we're used to um, working together even though we're not in the same location um, and prioritising that communication. So having Carol come on board remotely from the Philippines was an easy transition. What advice um, do you have for business owners who are thinking about getting a virtual system? I would just say simply to do it. Um, It's been such a positive experience for connected women in such a short amount of time. Um, Carol's work has grown and she's helping in so many more ways than we initially anticipated. So, um, yeah, I I would highly encourage anybody who's, um, who's considering it to give it a go. Yeah, fantastic. And, um, how can, if, if people are sitting there going, oh, I might like to go to a Celsa night in Melbourne and they, they had a bit of FOMO that they missed out or they want to learn more about your community, um, how can they find out more? Um, I'd really encourage anybody interested to visit our website, which is connectedwomen.net. Um, we have a 30-day free trial so women can join, um, they can Uh, have a look at the online platform RSVP to events go along and see if it's a right fit um, for them they can cancel the free trial at any time if they decide it's not um, not quite right Um, so yeah connectedwomen.net is our uh, website so go along you can find out more information about 
where we're based, what sort of events we're hosting and sign up for a free trial there. That's amazing. A 30-day free trial, that's pretty generous. But um, yes, that sounds really exciting. So Lisa, I've loved having you on the podcast. I mean, you people can't see you, but you're smiling. You've got like such good energy. You're very insightful. You know, you're working so well with Carol and you've shared gems that I think people will find really valuable. Do you have any final words? Not really, Carmen, only just a big thanks to Global Teams for finding Carol and supporting us to onboard her and bring her into the team. Um, It's been such a positive experience. So, yeah, big thanks to your team there and also thank you for having me on the show today. Well, thanks for being here. Pleasure.